She is a lady blessed with an authentic voice, an awesome set of lungs. She is a soul sister and a daughter of Wellington. She is Diva Mahal. She's been back in Wellington for a short time, so we've asked Diva to come up and have a chat with us about how life is in New York and playing music with your family and what it's like having Taj Mahal as your dad. Welcome to B-Sides, Diva. <laughs> Thank you, it's Laurie. It's great to have you here. <laughs> no, it's it, good to be here. Yeah, it's no. good to hang out with you. Mm, it's a great treat. Thank you. Um, so, Diva, you've been back in Wellington for the last six weeks. How has it been for you being back at home? Oh, it's been incredible. I, I've been really relishing the change of pace right and really just taking advantage of being around my family mm. and absorbing some of my New Zealand culture back into my brain and into the way I look at the world so it's fabulous nice good yeah, yeah you, you look like you've been having a good time oh I have <laughs> yeah I've been so deprived <laughs> it seems like taking pictures of, of sheep. sheep yes you have been <laughs> I <away>. know <laughs> I know so while you were here you did one live performance for us Kiwis yeah. and and Wellington at the Matterhorn yeah um you had your brother I'm on on guitar and sister yes. Zoe on backing vocals would that be one of the best moments, just being able to make music like that with your family? Oh, absolutely. It was, like I said to you earlier, it yeah. was like a transcendent moment mm. when you understand what real harmony is mm. when you're making music. And the connection between my brother and my sister that exists beyond any real comprehension or ability to articulate. For me, it's just magic. And the synchronicity that we can access mm. without even giving each other eye contact is just an understanding, it's a bloodline, like a blood connection where we just know what to do. It, it was incredible to watch or feel, actually, because it, it was definitely there and um, the the energy just seemed to go up and beyond anything that was, yeah, yeah, anything we can yeah. talk about. So you seem like you had a whole lot of new material for that particular performance. How did you prepare or practice when you were in New York and then your family were here? Was there? <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't actually. We had to practice right up into the show. Yeah, and I had to email the material that I wanted right. to use. To everyone in advance, yeah, which was somewhat nerve-wracking. Yeah, um, are you a lie. controlling sister? You know, like do you no. have to have it all? You know, I definitely <laughs> am strong in my opinions and my point of view, but I wouldn't. Well, obviously, I wouldn't characterize myself as controlling. Um, uh, I, I don't really think that if you hold on to the, your vision too tightly. It benefits you. I think that you need to have a clear vision and then be able to um, allow everyone else to see that, yeah. you know, see that vision through their own eyes and then consolidate everything, you know, bring all of that together and it becomes something that you might not even imagine it could have ever been. Mm, so. Mm, so accepting the outcome, yeah. even if it was slightly different. Yeah, from yeah, it, yeah. exactly, nice. exactly. 
I haven't seen you sing a lot of solo, but we had your live at the Hope Brothers album on high rotate at the store. <laughs> For like 10 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I've got very high rotate. Um, but this, Is that where my royalty yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they saw, they started clicking. (laughs) But the songs you were doing on Saturday just seemed to be at another level, which was really authentic to you. Just Can you describe the differences you feel in your music? Is that since you've been away, you feel, or...? You know... the one, one, one of many brilliant things about taking my experience back to the U.S. and to New York specifically was that I was able to dig into that side of my ancestry and my roots. And also, I was also uh, introduced to what's happening in New York. Right. I mean, there's mm. incredible mu- there's There's a plethora of unknown incredible music as well as really widely recognized and revered musicians in one area yeah and and you you just the opportunity to cross paths and share music (laughs) is limitless and i've had that opportunity since i've been in new york just you know even if you're living in the tiny hole in somewhere in brooklyn if you're out there doing your music, you can, you can, anything can happen. Right, you can connect. It's like an inspirational yeah. feed. All you meet the somebody time. in a coffee shop. You meet somebody at a restaurant. You're at the park. You're in a, a bar. Yeah. You know, a friend of a friend of a friend, and suddenly, everything happens. It's just about getting out there and making yourself known. You know, and bringing your. Um, your experience and your spirit and putting it in the arena and sharing it. And allowing it. So were there a lot of collaborations and and people joining up and and things happening like in New York at the moment? They they can do. Uh, I think a difference that I would draw between New York and Wellington is people are a little bit more single-minded. Here? No, in in New York. Oh, really? Like people are very focused on their vision and their point of view Mm. and honing in their particular sound right whereas in wellington i found like everybody wanted to um do it together and share and together and nice you know so it was definitely more um freestyle freestyle (laughs) for sure you know there's definitely more freestyle vibe in wellington when Mm. i was living here which for me uh enabled me to take that with me to New York and situations where that was, you know, asked of me. And gave me that confidence. that's recognised? Like people see that you're more flexible with yeah, not bringing your agenda maybe to the to the table when yeah. performing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Y- yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, you seem really comfortable and, yeah, just really able to ride in that live environment and it really suits you. Um what gives you that special feeling when when you're playing live? Can you describe that? Oh, sorry, <laughs> it's no, a hard question. No, but it's it's really good. Yeah. I mean, the trick of that question is that it, it, the opposite of that can also happen, where it could take right. you to a place yeah. where you're like, <laughs> oh no, completely <laughs> stricken because it went so wrong. Yeah. Um, but when when I do feel that those moments of euphoria yeah. and where I feel like I have 
elevated into the higher level of mm. being is when you find you're like it's like riding a wave and and the crest of the wave is just at your back but you keep propelling yourself forward so it's it's kind of a dance you know you're doing with your other musicians yeah and when you guys are all in synchronicity with each other but you don't really know where you're going yet well or how it's gonna end. that's like the best feeling because there's an amount of trust that you need to have yeah. there's a certain amount of uh, openness to the possibility that you need to have and you have to tap into the source of your creativity and your music and so when you can tap into that source and channel that with everyone that you're playing mm. with and then the connectivity that you have with your audience as well that there is nothing <laughs> like that on the face of the planet i i hear you and i i get that yep. yeah beautifully described thank you because i think that's a very unwritten or an un, a space that isn't talked about a lot actually i think it's i, I actually think that it's quite nice that it's not described so that people right. can't just like pigeonhole yep. as to what that is because it's different for everyone mm, mm. but for me it's like a unison but i don't know i guess it's like being in unison but being in harmony at the same time yeah you know because you're all working towards the same thing but your voices are different you know but somehow they managed to, to come together. Come together. Beautifully. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so now you have been living in New York um, and performing and touring, doing a lot of touring. How's your experience been? Um, it's been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Even the really rough like, moments. <laughs> moments where you're sleeping in the back of a tiny little car driving for 12 hours at a time up the coast of the east country eastern united states of america <laughs> yeah it's you're just grateful for every opportunity that you have even when you're staying in a bummy flea-ridden hotel <laughs> you're just like i'm here and i'm doing it yeah and this is this is what it is you know and we've been really lucky to have opportunities to have people who recognize what we're doing and put us in places that you know a lot of people haven't had the opportunity to do. I played at Carnegie Hall three times. Three times? Yeah. And I, <laughs> that oh was like gosh. on my bucket list yeah. from the time I was really little. I think from the time I, I heard uh, Bill Withers live at Carnegie live at Hall. Carne oh. And I was like, one day yeah. I'm going to sing there. And then poof, you're like standing there in front of this huge audience. And the acoustics are so perfect that I almost stumbled my with my first note because it was so unreal for yeah. me an out of body experience and you're just like this is actually happening you yeah. know so it's pretty wild mm. so you've played there three times yeah I, I got asked to play in a couple of um, group shows right so um I did some collaborative performances there. And One with your dad too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was just 
out of this world. Yeah. Like, out of this <laughs> world. It was so wild. Good on you, Diva. That's so cool. Yeah. Now I'm getting pride, pride, big, big pride, <laughs> pride heart. Um, so you've got your band, Fredericks Brown, yes. and you've partnered with a, a songwriter. And does she play keyboard? Oh, yeah. Steph, Steph plays keys yeah. and sings, and we write all of our music together. Together, great. So for that particular project. And uh, we've put out two EPs so far, and our next project will be to do a full studio length album but we're still working on promoting our last ep which was called glass house mountains and uh we actually just got a grant from nz on air for the first single on the ep so that'll be coming out great congratulations falling from a high no going back try as i might sit on a Couldn't stay with you inside And now my vision is breaking Unsteady, stumbling, shaky Your revelation caught me offside I don't know why, but I've been misled
firstly, I get where Brown comes from was Steph Brown. Where does Fredericks come from? Well, um, both my father and my auntie were, are, and uh, were amazing um, artists who went under. Um, well, my aunt went under Fredericks, and my father right. changed his name to Taj Mahal in like the '60s. Right. But that side of my family is Fredericks and Shields. Wow. And uh, Fredericks, Williams, and Shields, actually. And um, I, I, I liked the idea. Yeah. Like my auntie's uh, group was called Fredericks, Goldman, and Jones, and uh, it, I liked. The idea of having it be Fredericks Brown and an and in the middle didn't really work. So, so just Fredericks, Fredericks Brown because it's clear that it's a collaboration between the two of us. And though my last name is Mahal, I liked the sound. And I, it was also kind of a way to pay homage to my father and my aunt. Yeah, very cool. How would you describe your music with Steph? Is it different to what you do as a solo artist? I, it well, it's since it's a collaboration, it's obviously going to be mm. naturally going to be different <laughs> from what I would do just by myself. But w- we both bring what we've had as influences and then combine the two. So the music ends up sounding quite haunting. It's very quite often very narrative based. Mm-hmm. Um, the chord structures, you know, very moving, rolling chord progressions and very percussive and, and um, yeah, uh, beautiful Absolutely. melodies weaving in and out. And and so, it, yeah, it's, it definitely is different, but it's clear that it's the both of us in Good. the music. So Nice. So have you got a tour lined up for Fredericks Brown when you go back to the States? Well, actually, we just we started booking out our um, Northern Hemisphere summer. So we start touring from the end of May. And wow. Yeah, it's really fun. We're we going do- into winter. It's <laughs> 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 a good time to be over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but we did finish a, a two-month tour doing 35 shows at the end of last year. So this year we're trying to stretch them out a little bit more and um, see where that goes. But uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I hope you, I'm sure you'll enjoy. Yeah. Do you think Willie's had a bit of a heyday musically for you at any one time? Was there a real a time where Wellington felt like it was peaking musically? Yes. I would say about like 2005. Right, yeah. 2006. It like, I, I would never have asked to be anywhere else in the world. What was it? And in Wellington. Uh, I think... I'd asked somebody recently what yeah. it was because I, I've noticed that it feels quite different. Right. Now. Um, now. Yeah. But uh, a friend of mine was saying that it was right, like the renaissance of the Wellington and New Zealand music industry happened in about like 99, 2000 mm-hmm. when they started um, funding things differently and they'd opened up like a huge a resource right. of funding for New Zealand artists. And I think everybody really took advantage of that. And so there was a lot more festivals and a lot more um, promotion as far as at, at like evening entertainment and stuff like that. So there were a lot more people playing in clubs and yeah. bars and, and whatnot. And there were a lot of underground things that then became like really well known. And um, 
I really think the festival circuit in New Zealand had a lot to do with it. I mean, Freddie's played festivals for like a decade or something like that before they got their fan base so strong that they just could do whatever the, what they wanted. You right. know what I mean? Yep. So there was a lot of that going on. And I don't know. I mean, Dallas said it best. There's, there was something cooking in the kitchen. There was. <laughs> you know, like there really was. Yep. It felt like an incubator mm. and everybody was making something. There was Rhombus. There was Freddy's. There was Trinity. There yeah. was Ebb. There was uh, $1 million. There was Sola. There was um, Catch a Fire. There was mm. um, Shapeshifter. There was like DJs, like the DJ yeah. scene. Like they were really like out there mm. and um, just really active in the community. Yeah, it was never a day where I didn't see like DJ Lemon or Nomad or. Cayenne or you know they were like it's manual so, such a big lineup like, you just listed but you know <laughs> you you could get up and roll out of bed and you could see something amazing you know it was it was incredible mm, mm, mm. and then Holly came up that's right Lisa was doing her thing and it just it just really transcended and then there was lots of like guitar music you know so there was well. LMP yeah. there was like. Yeah, it was just... So it was really like a, a, a boom kind yeah, of... A yeah, a huge boom. And so you go to these big, huge festivals in the United States. It would be like Coachella and like um, South by Southwest or something like that. But you could just do that in Wellington. And so yeah. the big day out was like the biggest thing. But I'd never been anywhere where they incorporated incorporated the local artists the same way, at the same right. caliber, at the same echelon that they did in New Zealand. It was amazing to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, so much respect. Yes, yes. Awesome. Was there a a peak for you, a particular was there a band that you played with or just, just a moment that, that you just really fit you could name or a place? Oh yeah, that, totally. I mean not one. <laughs> there are many bands that yeah. I played with that throughout the years that I lived in in New Zealand continually but my biggest and to this day most yep. valuable collaboration moment was with Fat Freddy's Drop yeah, I, and doing Wondering Eye and yeah. them being incredible enough to take me with them on their journey for a small segment of time that I, I will never forget that The second was with my brother. The, yeah. That collaboration, I found my connection with my brother Arman and doing stuff with Rhombus and yeah. then with Olmeca Supreme and Merc 108. Uh, I mean, it's incredible moments. Olmeca Supreme was such a 
fresh and new thing, and I was really lucky and proud to be a part of that. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Well done, Diva. Yeah. You know, there's there's almost a separate interview on each of those things <laughs> you just brought up, really. <laughs> so where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Hawaii. Hawaii. And yeah. then you came to Wellington. How did you get to Wellington? These are the questions I've always wanted uh, to ask. Uh, you and a lot of other people <laughs> yeah. are like, what are how you? The how the hell did you get down to New Zealand? And I'm like, oh. they're like, why the hell did you leave <laughs> yeah. Hawaii? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, um, I, I, I did university in the West Coast of the United States. And um, there were some family things that happened after my second year at uni. And I ended up in California. And at that time, my mother had relocated to New Zealand because my brother had gotten married and had um, his son, Ra. Right. And I was kind of floating, living with my grandfather and didn't really know what to do next. Yeah. And my mom was like, just come to New Zealand. <laughs> And I'm like, New Zealand? <laughs> I, I maintain to this day that I did not even know where it was on a map. And I, but yet, I, you know, I'm not fearful that way. I'm always game to yeah. do something that is unknown. And even if it's somewhere you don't even know. Even if it's somewhere that I have, no, I have no idea or concept of what it is, I'm not afraid. I've never been afraid mm. to try that new thing. So I went. And I ended up staying for almost seven years. You did. So, yeah. you know. I was 19 when I moved wow. here. So was that when your musical career started to bubble? Or were you yeah. already doing music before you came to Wellington? Well, I've been doing music since well, I was really little, yeah. I, just because it was something that I felt compelled to be a part of. It was a way I could express myself in a safe place. Yeah, nice. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I was a bit of an outcast as a kid. <laughs> so music was my salvation. Right. I know that sounds incredibly cliche, no. but but it was how I could um, connect with other people without feeling um, afraid. Right, yeah. You know, so uh, I started doing that through my youth and primary years and into high school, and that took me into university where I started my first band. And, uh, what were they called? <laughs> Soul Project. <laughs> so nice. Oh God, it was such a bad name. But no. but that's what we were called. And I yeah. enlisted a bunch of my my uh, friends and and we started a band and we started playing at university and like battle of the bands and so I think we actually like won one or something. I don't know. Yay. And then uh, when I moved to New Zealand, I had already kind of started defining my sound. Right. And then. Um, I started going to school at Massey and enlisted all of my tutors <laughs> to play in my band because, you know, <laughs> shy as I was. <laughs> and I started playing and I, I just had it, I got it in my head that if I was going to do this, I wanted to play with the best people that would play with me. And, and that started making people notice me as an yeah. individual outside of just being my brother's sister. Also playing with Rhombus really, you know, when they were kind of at the peak of their, yeah. their, you know, notoriety, made people be like, who's this girl? And then I made sure they had somewhere to go and yeah. see me. Let's not go astray. Let's not go astray. 
was Wellington a good finding your way to Wellington a good thing for you in your life? Oh, without a doubt, it's helped shaped me. I think to become a better person and a stronger person, uh, a, a more humble person, um, and cr- like safe. It was a safe place to express myself creatively cool. without fear of judgment. Yeah, you know? amazing. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Hallelujah. I don't think we would have either. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and so now Taj Mahal is your dad. How has your dad influenced you, you know, through uh, musically? You know, my father is music. Mm. So... And he's always been that way. He didn't know how to read music for really. He had to teach himself later in life how to actually understand wow, to read music because he just did it. You know, it was yep. something that comes out of our West Indian heritage all the way back to the west of Africa yep. from Mali and 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 such. And uh, all my favorite sounds are from Mali. Oh, yeah. How do they do it? You know, it's just it's it's how you communicate. It's yeah. a different language, and music is the joining, um, f- joining force. Mm. It's where everybody can find common ground. Mm. You know, it has sway over people's emotions and minds and and bodies. So um, yeah, so my father just that's just you know it's what he did. It was who he was, and and having that along with my mother, who was also an artist around me all the time even though you don't really acknowledge it as a kid it no, heavily normal. influences you yeah. and then all the people that they surround you by and all the experiences that you get to get that you don't realize that other people don't have the privilege mm. to get as a kid you know so that but you wouldn't know that no. because for you it just is it just yeah. was my existence so yeah. therefore music for me just was something that was it mm. wasn't something that I wasn't like you waved a badge of honor and you were like oh yeah you know I'm a musician it was just like that's who I am you know yeah so um I found and like I said before it was my salvation because I I had growing up in Hawaii was not always the easiest though it was beautiful no, yeah um it, it was it was quite hard as a young black girl um so finding music and not really ever feeling like you fit in it was like the place where I could share what was going on, you know. And so... Um, Lucky you had it. Having them there, mm. having my parents there, they always supported that mm. part of my creativity and provided inspiration at all times. You know, there was never a house that I lived in that wasn't filled with some sort of wild instrument from somewhere else in the world. Yeah. And, uh, music from all over the world that other people would never no. ever have the opportunity to, to listen to, you know. I mean, and yeah. that's pretty incredible. Mm. You know, you mm. go home and in one room there'd be like Tumani Giabati playing, and then there'd be like Miriam Makeba, but then there'd also like my dad gave me my first En Vogue album, right? You know? <laughs> so you were just like, what? Yeah. Never gonna get it, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. And you, Billie Holiday to Joni Mitchell. Uh, Joni Mitchell was always played heavily. So there's yeah. a lot of folk music, a lot As of well. world music, a lot of contemporary pop and R and B, blues, you know, country blues, Hawaiian music, like local music, Jamaican, like reggae, lots of reggae, lots yeah. of roots and culture, 
And my dad was also the first person to really introduce me to rap, you know, hip hop. Fantastic. So amazing open mind it seems oh, yeah. you know your, your dad oh, yeah. really grabs everything oh doesn't yeah he, he yeah. would bring it home in hordes right yeah you know and then you know while he was away we'd have all that time to kind of just like dig through what we had to look through you know yeah it's pretty f- phenomenal yeah blessed blessed yeah. child you were yeah you don't yeah. realize that when you're growing up it took no. me a long time to gain this perspective to yeah. actually see that for what see that for the gem that it was mm, for know. sure so so um now you're you're performing with your dad yeah. and um that was one of the gigs at the Carnegie Hall was yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and you've got a gig uh sorry I want to say gig but the World Blues Festival at yeah. Boulder yeah you're playing with Taj for that yeah are you does that does it make you I mean how is it playing with your dad does it make you nervous or uh you know at first I was is a he demanding <laughs> Absolutely not. He, he he never demands of me because he <laughs> waited a long time to get involved with what I was doing. He wanted right. to make sure that I had my own voice. Good. And I had had my own journey, so he he didn't he didn't get too involved in that way. You know, he he he'd maybe here and there, you know, but he would never a little even, bit of feedback. Not really. No, not until just, he like yeah. it was like for him the proof was in the pudding. So he had to see and trust that I could do what I. Uh, what I, you know, said I could do. And then, you know, he just, he'd trust me. So I, and I, you know, with his legacy, I don't really think about that, you know? Yeah. So I get out there and I just always make sure to do, be honest and do what I do, you know? So it's pretty lucky. This last trip, I just felt so lucky and blessed every single day Yeah. to have those experiences with my father that way you know some experiences you don't get because of what you're born into you know no you're right like what you consider a traditional upbringing but i get something that i hold really i treasure and hold really in high regard and i'm grateful for good so yeah i can't even think of the words but yeah it's so good that you realize that yeah um I saw a post that you did about the movie Sounder, which just looks oh. amazing. Oh, man. And um, that, even for Taj, is an amazing thing to get his yeah. music yeah. wider and beyond. But The footage from that is, is I, unreal. I was looking at it on a screen that big, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. 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 I know. I decided that I'm going to start doing my hair like Cicely yeah, yeah, Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I get back to New York, I'm going to be like, can you braid my hair like this? Yeah. <laughs> you can do your hair whatever way you want. Okay. Um, so I think we've covered off a bit. But your own personal musical influences, do you have you got someone that you just love? Like, you know, if you had to go on a desert island and take three albums, oh, have I, you got? I'd be screwed. Yeah, yeah you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, uh, you know, for me, because of the eclectic upbringing that I had with music, my influences are always changing, and sometimes I go back to things, sometimes I'm t- in a totally different place right, from where yep. I was a week prior, you know, so it's just, I would take with me what was feeding my soul at the moment, and then I, I, I yeah. Yeah. You'd get there and it would be different. It would be different. So I would never I would never be happy <laughs> on a desert island with no. three choices. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
I'm, yeah, my influences are always changing. Right, and beautiful. I, I think that helps me grow and mm. keeps me spontaneous. Yeah, and exciting, like I saw you the other night. Now, you are um, going back to New York, and you've got a few big commitments. Oh, actually, that was one question. As a performer, and if you were guiding somebody else, what, what would there be a, a, something that you've learned that you would like to share with people that's been really valuable to you along the way? Yeah, um, figure out who you are and carry that with you and uh, allow that to grow and expand, but figure out, like, find your roots Mm. and then carry that with you wherever you go and always be honest and, and keep yourself humble but strong. Like, don't be afraid to stand out and do it as, you know, pride and, I mean, I guess strength and humility uh, go go together. Yeah. You know, and um, never let anybody stop you from pursuing your dream. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Need a minute silence after that, I think. Well, it is. It's such a big thing, and we're all being pushed yeah. so many ways. And just to really hold on to yeah. your, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. Uh, the other thing I would say that I could just think of is that everyone has the same journey. Never be intimidated by anybody else because you think that they're more talented or more recognized or more famous, and you treat everyone as you would treat someone you met for the first time with the same respect mm. and equality and never feel less than. Yeah, it's a good one too. You never know where people are going to pop up again too. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we're going to miss you, but, uh-huh. you know, I think the world deserves to hear you, so I'm really excited for you in your, in your journey. Thank you. Um, and people out there, if you want to connect with Diva anytime you like, Fredericks Brown. Yeah, you got can. A you EP? can. Yeah, we've got an EP. It's called Glasshouse Mountains, and we also have an EP that was uh, preceded that called Out of the Rain. And you can go to our website, which is www.fredericksbrownmusic.com, and that's F R E D E R I C K S Brown Music. Dot com. You can find us on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. And if you're looking for me, you can find uh, me at Diva Mahal Music. So it's www.facebook.com slash Diva Mahal Music. And you can find out what I'm up to. And um, come say hi and let me know what you're up to. That's great. Diva, thank you so much for coming to share with us today. That's We've covered a bit about your life and a bit about <laughs> where you're going, and, um, yeah, I'm inspired. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It was awesome.